Welcome into the Realist Show on the radio, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. You all listening to this, you're the free-range humans out there making your own decisions, not letting big daddy government tell you what to do to the best of your ability anyway. I am live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram Studios, home of the three ninety nine car payment, home of the in and out in an hour promise once you've selected out your new vehicle. They're going to get all that paperwork done and get you busting bugs, as we like to say in the car business, within an hour. If you ever bought a car before, you know that sometimes it can be, sometimes you customers can drag things out a little longer than you need to, haggling. They're going to help eliminate all that over at Mack Hike of Flow. Because it's always the customer's fault. It's never the never the car salesman's fault. I'll go to my grave on that one. I'm playing around this morning, having a good time. All right, man. In the studio with me this morning. He just, he just did an hour. He's about to do another one. I got Steven Yatroska, host of the Liberty Wake Up Call every Monday through Friday, 6A to 7A, right here on 103.9 WYAB. We kick it off early, live and local here. Steven, how you doing? Doing good. Always a pleasure to be on the Clay Edwards Show. Well, look, man, we, we appreciate having you. Uh, more, the more guests I have, the less time I have to spend doing a lot of show prep at nighttime. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So uh, it does work. Now, what I like about Mondays is I got two, three days to, to fiddle around and do show prep and find things that aggravate me. And something that aggravated me Friday afternoon might not, might not matter to me as much come Monday morning. So I, I got a few days to take notes. And I think I'll, all weekend I managed to write down about five things I felt like I really wanted to talk about, but I was listening to you on the way in this morning, and uh, you, you talked about price gouging and uh, floor uh, ceilings and floors on pricing, yep. and we were just having a conversation off air about, uh, let's just say, price gouging during a hurricane. We yep. used gas as the analogy. Uh, real quick, before we go any further, uh, if you guys want to chime in, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. And I imagine uh, Stephen and I are way closer to agreeing on this than we are not agreeing, minus a few little things here and there. But this is going to be a hot button topic. Yep. Because uh, I know people are going to disagree with us. Uh, 601-879-0002 is the phone line if you want to chime in. The Guns and Gear text line. Speaking of Guns and Gear, get out there and see them, man. Uh, great deals, home and mobile and ammo, the whole nine yards. We'll talk about them a little bit more here in a few minutes. But the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Spring break's over, so I expect some engagement this morning. Yep. And I said this on my show when I first talked about this, you know, about price gouging. It is a very hot topic item, and I knew, I didn't necessarily expect that you and I would talk about it today, but I knew that it would uh, create some debate, and I knew that I'd be able to debate somebody, so here we are. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't think it's going to necessarily be a debate because I think we tend to agree with each other, but... uh. I'm sure somebody won't. Uh, so I don't think that people should be arrested for gouging, for price gouging. I think that is the market working itself out. Right. I don't think there should be limits put on what people can buy. If, I, if I'm willing to outspend you for a case of bottled water in a hurricane, then I should be able to get that case of bottled water. Yep. Period. Uh, same goes for gas. And, you know, we talked about the gas thing a second ago. Would you rehash your analogy that I don't yeah, want to steal so, your thunder? So price gouging. I mean, most people, I think, know what we're talking about. It's, you know, we're talking about anti-price gouging laws. So laws that would say, so, you know, time of emergency, you got a state of emergency. And, uh, like, you know, hurricane. Hurricane hits. Uh, you know, governments have laws. The state of Mississippi has laws in place that says you can't 
just significantly increase that price. So gasoline, say gasoline is at $3 a gallon. You can't, you know, during a time of emergency, you can't raise that to $10 a gallon because that would be gouging, right? That's what at least people think that as gouging. I think that's the free market working. Uh, but the, the gouging part is they, they think that they're doing a good thing by not allowing what they would say these business searches just ripping people off during a time but, of emergency. But what about the poor people and the children? Yeah, yeah. They, you can't just let these big companies rip people off during a time of emergency. That's, you know, how dare you? How dare you allow that? Well, that's not what they're doing. I mean, that's the market. That's the way the market works. And the reason why the anti-gouging laws are actually counterproductive is because gas is $3 a gallon tomorrow. Right. The next day, hurricane hits. Well, if everybody knows a hurricane is coming and the gas stays at three dollars a gallon, the same it was the day before the hurricane as the day after the hurricane, then everybody runs out and buys gas. Everybody fills up their gas tank. Everybody fills up every extra container they have. Everybody goes out and buys as much gas as they can because they know there's really no you know adverse effects by doing that. If, if you go out, run out, do a run on the gas stations, buy all the gas you can, all the gas you can possibly fill for every tank you have, if you fill up everything, even if you don't need it, even if you know, hey, I'm going to be sitting at the house for the next week, I don't really need all this gas, but hey, there's no there's no downside to it. There was I, nothing worse than during Katrina. How old are you? 36. Were you, were you driving during Katrina? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was in college. Actually, I was, in, I was at Ole Miss when Katrina hit. All right, so nothing worse during Katrina. There was a shortage up here because there was a power issue. Yep. Not because we were short of gas. But what that did is that had people who had three-quarters of a tank of gas going to sitting in line in front of people who had no gas. Right. And it, they created a shortage by panic buying. Yep. Well, and that's what they do. And there's no, again, there's no adverse effect to it because if you go and fill up every tank you have for $3 a gallon, then you'll use it eventually, even if the hurricane doesn't hit, or if you're sitting at the house and don't really need it, you'll use it eventually because you just keep filling it up. But if, if gas went up to $10 a gallon... Well, people wouldn't run out and buy as much as they can. You know what they would do? They would say, well, I've got enough for me right now. There's no reason for me to fill up every tank I have. We'll let the people who actually need it buy. Let me ration what I have and not ride around sightseeing just because I can get gas. Right, for $3 a gallon. So if you're having to pay $10 a gallon, you know, I'll tell you what, the people during Katrina who needed gas, they would pay more than $10 a gallon. They didn't care how much they had to pay. They just needed gas. But there was a shortage of gas because it was only $3 a gallon or whatever the price was at the time. You know, the, 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 you know, shortly after that went up to $5 a gallon. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, George Bush. Yeah. So, I mean, but uh, when people, when, when there's price ceilings in place like anti-gouging laws or rent control or whatever else, it creates a shortage because everybody just goes out and buys it because it's actually artificially cheaper than what the market provides. So if the market shows that it would be $10 a gallon, but the government's keeping it at $3 a gallon, then everybody's going to run out because you're getting it cheaper than what it actually should be. Yeah, you know, and the only thing they ever cry about is gas and water. They, they, these, these are the two in, in hurricane zones. Right. But it's so much more. Generators, though, too. Yeah, g- generators, too. And didn't they put a price cap on that? Or? Yeah, so, you know, interesting thing about generators – uh, during hurricanes, it's not just Katrina. There's been several other hurricanes that have happened since then. Some that have you know devastated uh, Louisiana. There was a guy who was going around and buying all the generators from somewhere up north. I don't remember what state he was in up north, but he went around and bought um, I don't know, like 
30 or 40 generators. Went around to all the Home Depots, all the Lowe's in his area. You know, of course, they weren't selling them out there because nobody cared. You know, it was up in Missouri or something. And so he went around and he bought like 30 or 40 generators. Well, he paid 500 bucks for the generator, right? $500. Well, by the time he paid for his gas to go around and pick them all up and his time and effort and then his gas to drive down to Louisiana, he was marking them up at like 100 bucks. Now, he wasn't making any money. He wasn't really trying to. He was just trying to cover his expenses and give all the people who didn't have generators generators at basically what would be a market price because it's the market price for where he bought it plus his gas time you know, to go down there and sell them. He, it wasn't like he was marking it up a crazy price. It's to a, try conven- to, a convenience fee. Right. That's what he was doing. But he was bringing generators to people in an area that had sold out of generators. There were no generators to be found anywhere in Louisiana. And he, he went down, and they stopped him and said, you cannot sell these generators because you've marked them up by 100 bucks." And he said, well, that's just my expenses. I'm just trying to cover my expenses. And they said, no. Anti-gouging laws say you cannot mark these. The price in Louisiana was $500. The price where you bought them in Missouri was $500. You're making a profit off of selling these, and you can't do that. Yeah, but see, he's an individual. It shouldn't have applied to an individual. Did not matter. They said he could not sell them because he was selling them, you know, make a profit, and it was a time of emergency. Wouldn't let him. So you know what that did? It didn't. It didn't. Left people without generators. Yeah, left Louisiana. people without generators. Yeah, so now you got thirty or forty people that could have generators by buying them from these guys who were more than willing to you know pay a hundred bucks extra for them. And again, that was just basically covering his cost. We're saying that now, what the reverse issue is. So the last time there was a hurricane that was going to affect us or a big storm, whatever it was, and everybody ran out about a year ago. Yeah. and bought a bunch of generators. Now there's a no return policy. Yeah. on generators that are purchased during panic buys. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you, you, they're gonna get there one way or another. Yeah, everybody runs out and gets them, and then realize they don't need them. They try to take them back. Yep. And and what that also does is it it creates when people do that, all of a sudden after the hurricane, there's a flood of them. So the prices significantly drop. Mm-hmm. You know, the prices on generators significantly drop off, and they'll, they'll be having sales everywhere on generators. Yeah, what I recommend doing is the week after the storm doesn't hit or doesn't affect us as bad as you think it is. Jump on Facebook Marketplace. You're going to find a discounted um, generator. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, you know, again, those are several examples of why price ceilings don't work just as much as price floors. You know, price floors are like minimum wage when you set minimum wage. And, you know, I know even saying the word minimum or the two words minimum wage is going to get Thomas calling. He, he's on hold. Yeah, well, he, you know, he's trying to take up, you know, the last two shows last Friday and today talking about minimum wage. <clears throat> we're not Excuse talking me. about minimum wage today. Yeah, we're not talking about. I don't want to talk about minimum wage. We already won that battle. Yep. I already explained to you why minimum wage doesn't work. It's going to put small businesses out of business. All it helps is big corporations and minimum. Look during this, you know, you don't, you really don't hear nationally the the fight over minimum wage anymore. For you know, for years they were talking about fifteen dollar minimum wage. But a lot of that was coming from the big corporations who were already paying more than fifteen dollars minimum wage, and they just wanted to you know try to kill the small businesses. Let's uh let's get a little brain damage before we go to break. Thomas, you're on there. Don't talk about minimum wage. Okay, but the same concept that he's talking about can be applied to minimum wage. That's all I want to say. Nope, we're not going to talk about minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Clay Edwards Show, joined live in the Matt Geiger Flowood Studios by Stephen Yatroska, host of Liberty Wake Up Call. We'll be right back after this break on 1039 WYAB. 
breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Lakeland Glass and Tent. Be sure to get over there to either their Lakeland Drive location for all your windshield and automotive glass repair or replacement needs. Then if you need your windows tinted on your vehicle or your vehicle wrapped, go see them at their Flowood Drive location right over there across from River Oaks Hospital. But hey, look, man, if you got a home or business you need the windows tinted in, you want to get a big wall wrap with your business logo, menu, whatever you may want to do, Lakeland Glass and Tent can do all of that for you as well. Check them out online, lakelandglassandtent.com, or give them a call today, 601-946-1000. Lakeland Glass and Tent, where quality matters. They're also now offering ceramic coating on your vehicles, too. So get over there and give them a call about that today. Using Expel Wraps and Ceramic Coating Premium Top-of-the-Line stuff. All right, during the break, we, we, we listened to a little video here. And, and I think it's going to drive for some good conversation. It's funny. You do just like I do, listen to a video. I talk about that all the time. All right, I'm going to play this video, but they can't see the video. And I got to remember that, that these people, you know, they're, it's, it's sound clips to them. It's videos to us. But, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I, 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 Steven didn't get to watch any of it. He got to listen. And I think the point comes across well with or without the video. But I will share the video. Or you can go to Rumble and type in 15-minute city living. Um, this is a socialist utopia, right? You'll live, you'll you'll own nothing, and love everything. This is this has been a very hot button topic over the weekend. A lot of the YouTubers and stuff that I watch have been talking about this fifteen minute city yep. stuff, and uh, this chicken farmer explains it better than anybody I've ever seen. Had a lot of people asking me. Uh, about 15-minute cities. And I've seen all these people who extol the virtues of 15-minute cities, that they're great things, and then other people who are very worried about what a 15-minute city is. And I know we have a proclivity in our culture and our society today that we have to rely on expert models before we can make a decision if something's good or bad. So um, I decided that I would create an expert model to help visualize to people what is a 15-minute city. So come on in, let me show you what a 15-minute community looks like. I'm excited to see this, Randy, because you always break things down into nice practical ways, right? Here we go. These residents of the the 15-minute community, they're not locked in, but they just stay there. They're free to come and go, but... They don't. So let's take a step inside. Everything they need in their life is right here in their 15-minute community. A water bowl, a feed tray. They own nothing, but they are exceptionally happy. And you know how happy they are is by how many eggs they produce. And it's so wonderful because I get to take all everything that they produce and they just keep producing. So let me go in here. And here we go. Each of them have their own house. Now, in a 15-minute community, you don't get a lot of variation in housing. They're all pretty much the same. But we can take a look and collect 
their production. There's a few. There's a few more. And there we go. And they're none the wiser. And, and they're happy. Yeah. I, I get to take what uh, they produce. They're free to come and go, but the world is so scary for them out there. They will never leave. I don't have to put a fence around them. And here we are. It's an ideal world. I don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> Everything is provided for them. They're cared for. They're happy. They're together. Yeah. It's all convenient. What? So anybody who wants to understand what a 15-minute community is, here you go. And there's only one boss. And that boss provides everything for them. Well, they're lucky to have you, Andy. <laughs> but I should give them some food. And they know. They know when it's dinner time. This is your future in the 15-minute city. If y'all heard that clucking in the background, that was Thomas lined up to get his feed. <laughs> but uh, that's it. That, that is a great analogy for uh, for socialism, and that and that's Democrats lining up at the trough, and, and and purple Republicans too. I think the funniest part of it is says they don't want to go out into the world. It's a scary world out there for them, which is a hundred percent true. That's I mean, people want daddy government. Yep. To protect them, they don't want any individual responsibility. They don't want any self governance. They don't want to have to you know, make decisions on their own. All I got to do is get this vaccine and behave. And it's it's a scary world out there. I need somebody else to do it for me. I need somebody else to tell me how to live, what to do, what not to do. It's scary out there. You know, when I on the intro to this show, I always talk about being a free range human. It's the free range human show of choice. Yep. Free range humans don't live in fifteen minute cities. Yeah, we, we we get up there. We fight like lions every day in the wilderness for our food. You made a great analogy. Yeah, uh, with the yeah. mics off. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, that's the way I've heard it before. Is talking about a lion. You know, which, which is happier, the lion at the zoo that has everything provided for him, everything given to him. You know, he gets to play with the ball. You know, they throw a ball in there for him to bat around every once in a while. But who's happier, the lion that's in the cage that has everything provided for him, or the lion that's out on the the you know the open savanna? Has to fight every day for survival. Has to fight other animals. Has to you know get his own food. Do everything. Which is which is happier? You know the the lion that has everything given to him in the cage, or the one on the open range and the free that has to fight for it. You know, I, I would say that you know, look the on my Twitter, uh, the the banner at or whatever it's called. You know, on the top of my Twitter, uh, if you go to my profile, it says I value freedom over safety because I can buy safety from the market for less than I can buy freedom from the state. I nailed it. And that's it. That's it. Well, you know, this kind of goes back to the price gouging thing, too, right? You know, or the people want to protect me, big daddy government. Yeah. So I don't have to spend more than the next guy. Right. You know, it's like, we, and there's going to be something I'm going to talk about here, maybe in the next hour, but they did a, Hines County did a black family wellness expo over the weekend. Now, obviously, I got problems with that, you know, and it's just... We, 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 every time I turn on the TV, it's, but what about the poor people? But what about the black people? But what about the children? But what about every damn body else? 
Yeah, well, I am. You know, look, I don't. I don't really have any problem doing it. They can do it all they want, but you know that if we did something like that, well, that's my point. It'd be automatically called out as being racist. Yes. You know, there's black entertainment TV, but if they had a white entertainment TV, oh, I mean, that would be shut down immediately. Well, I so I just scared the screen cap of the WLBT story, and I've got the whole story. I can play it, but I scared the screen shared the screen cap of it, and I've just said, you know. Just replace the word black with white and ask yourself, is that racist? Yeah. And the answer is obviously yes. And one guy gets in my comments on Instagram because my stuff automatically shares over there and says, yeah, but y'all have white supremacy. I said, white supremacy is just a black excuse. I've, I've heard enough of white supremacy that we're not going to entertain that any well, that, longer. That was on on uh, Friday when I started talking about minimum wage. That was the, the first thing that Thomas went to was racist. Yeah. I said, nope. Turned it off. Nope. Not going there. I'm done. I, I, a free market doesn't care what color you are. Mm-mm. You know, individual liberty, freedom doesn't matter what color you are. You know, we're all created equal. You know, and I believe that we're all created equal in the image of God. Yeah, so right. we got John on the line. I'm sure he has a lot of thoughts about this. Good morning, John. Mike, sure. Uh, good morning. Uh, just uh, just one quick point. I, I I've heard the uh, black entertainment television analogy and. Uh, Folks opining about uh, that's racist is inherently racist to call it black entertainment television. No, and it would be inherently that, racist if you called it white entertainment. No, I don't. I don't have. I don't have any problem with black entertainment television. I have no problem if you want to BT. If that's what the market provides, if the market says, "Hey, we can make money by having a station that's you know black entertainment television," do it. I don't have any. I don't think that that's racist. I don't have any problem with that. I think it's great. Okay, but well, but what I'm well, saying is racist is is that that. I think the same people would say if you had a white entertainment television, that would be racist. Well, here's here's the question, and I would pose this to you. How was black entertainment television created or why? And because there was a lack of programming on ABC or NBC or CBS, but also the marketplace, there was a market for it. Yeah, I agree. And guess who owns black entertainment television now? Bob Johnson doesn't own black entertainment television. It is owned by a large conglomerate. I think it was Viacom or, or something like that owned it, but it's not owned by uh, Bob Johnson. Yeah. So Well, again, that's the, the market, market. I, and I, I'm, yeah. I'm good with that. So he built yeah, so, it. He so, saw that there was a market for yeah. it. You know, he, he so, created it, and then you know, when it got big enough, he sold it, and he made a bunch of money, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so my thing is this, folks. If the market, if, if there's a market for it, and it's a capitalist society, so markets drive everything. Right. So bottom line, bottom line is it's not racist. It's about if there's a dollar to be made, folks don't care as long as they can make money. Right. I'm with you. I mean, that, that's the bottom line. Now, the other thing, I hear folks complain about the government all the time. Folks. As they should. If folks really were really disgruntled about our government and the handouts that our government provides to everybody because the government provides handouts to everybody they provide it to the rich they provide it to the middle class they provide it to the poor we all take government handouts but if we really hated it we would change our form of government we would demand that we had that, that our government was changed we vote everybody out we put folks in that would change our 
government so it wouldn't so some of us wouldn't believe that it is a socialist government or folks are getting handouts but big business gets handouts the banks just got a hand they do oh and and i talked about that on my show for the last week about corporate welfare corporate welfare the who who really gets messed over is the the middle class they're the ones because they get and i'm not saying that they don't get you know some government handouts they do some you know there are some get you know handouts there but they get the least amount and they are the the largest percentage of uh, of taxpayers as a as a group as a whole, they pay taxes because they're out working, so they're paying taxes. The you know the the lower income people you know are getting more than they're paying out, and you know the higher end people, you know if you can if you can afford to go hire a accountant you know for your business that you know allows you to be able to make more money or or to you know have to pay less money than what it costs you to buy an accountant to do it. They're going to get loopholes, and that's why our, our entire tax structure system is corrupt because it, you know, influences some people and not others. Well, the you question know. I have though is, I hear this all the time, but I don't see any action. I hear a lot of talk. That's because the 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 average voter loves free stuff. The average voter loves free stuff. Who doesn't love free stuff? But m- most of them, overwhelmingly, aren't paying for that free stuff. There's no such thing as a free lunch. Somebody's got to pay for it. One way or the other, somebody's paying for it. And if you can get enough of the people who are getting free stuff from those who aren't paying for it together, they can vote for it. That's why, you know, so so a republic, we are a republic, a constitutional republic. That's our form of government. That's what we have. It's just really one step away from a direct democracy because we have to vote people to go do our bidding for us. But a, a direct democracy if you have five people and four out of the five say, let's steal everything from the fifth guy, and they vote on that, that's what they're going to do. So mm-hmm. when you have people even, you know, again, we're just one step away from that in a in a constitutional republic. Our constitution protects us in ways, even though now they just reinterpret it. But then we have, you know, our representatives who are supposed to go do that. But if we get enough of the people... A, if the if the people who want free stuff becomes the majority and the people who are paying for it becomes the minority, then we'll never win. There's enough well, people out there voting for free stuff. You know, the four out of the five, four people want what the fifth has, and so they say, let's just take that from him and redistribute it, and that's where we're at. That's what we get now. That's why we can't stop it, because four out of five people want to steal stuff from the fifth guy. Well, let me ask you this: Should we do it? Should should we should we raise the minimum age like France for retirement? Because um, no, well, let the market do it. I don't think well, we should have social social security. That is a socialist program. That's what's called social security. We shouldn't okay, have so social should, security at all. Okay, so we should do away with social security. I think that we have to we have to find a way for the people who have already paid into it. You know, we can't just mess them over and, and completely cut it out on day one. I mean, you either have to give them back what was theirs or allow them a system to do it. But look, I paid into Social Security for 20 years now, and if they gave me the opportunity to back out today and say, we're not going to give you any of your money if you back out today, but you'll get no future uh, payouts from it, would you do it? I would take that deal in a heartbeat. I would give them everything that I'd ever put in, want nothing out of it if they would just let me stop paying into it. So you got to find well, some would, way to back out of it. I'm not just saying cut it out in day one, but we the government needs to get out of yeah. out of. I would social rather save security. my I would rather save my money than the government doing it for me and redistributing it to well, me it, at a lesser rate later. It's a pyramid scheme. That's all it is. Yeah. Social Security is a pyramid scheme to begin with. It's a socialist program. It's a pyramid scheme. We should be out of that. John, we got to take a break. Thank you. All right, great. Wow. 
Good call there from John. Yep. Yep. Thanks right. for calling. Let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show with Stephen Etrosca on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto. Get over there on Highway 49 South in Florence for all of your auto repair need. Hey, whether it's brakes, water pumps, check engine light on, any of that, they got you covered at A1 Gear and Auto. But hey, what they really specialize in is your ring and pinion, your rear end, your transfer cases, your differential, all that good stuff, your axles. Get over there and see them. Uh, I know it's, well, I beat this into the ground, but I want to make sure I get the point across. You go to somewhere like Mack Hike of Flowwood, you get you a big old jacked up Jeep, or you get you a Jeep and you go jack it up. Put the big rims and tires on it. Get you one of the big Ram trucks, put the big lift, the wheels, the tires. That factory differential ring of pinion ain't meant to carry those big 40-inch tires, those 24-inch wheels. You got to go upgrade your ring and pinion. Uh, and if you, don't, you can't do just the back, if you plan on using your four-wheel drive, you got to do the front, too. Get over there to A1 Gear and Auto. Let them get you set up. I'm no professional at it, but I've torn enough stuff over, torn enough stuff up over the years to know what not to do. And uh, don't take it somewhere that ain't uh, that ain't got the experience of A1 Gear and Auto. So check them out on Highway 49 South right there in Florence. Give them a call today, 601-939-1060. They do any and all automotive repairs except work on diesel engines. So they got you covered. And you know you want to get them 44-inch Mickey Thompsons. I love them. If I had something to put them on right now, I'd jack it up and put them on it. Yeah. I guess I could do the Tahoe. I'm trying to sell it, so... <laughs> But if it don't sell, is it four wheel drive? It is. Oh man, yeah. I mean, I had a Tacoma for a while that was two wheel drive, but I had it jacked up with some thirty eights on it. Oh yeah, I don't go off road, so I don't really care. I mean, I know that's blasphemy to. It's for that mall crawling. Exactly. I know it's blasphemy to all these uh, all these um, middle class uh, country boys out there to even suggest having a truck lifted up without four wheel drive, but. Most of them lift theirs up and don't get the right ring and pinion in the in the front anyway, so they're just two wheel drives with a transfer case. Yeah, well, and now they you know now they're jacked up and they got forty four inch Mickey Thompsons on it, but then they're squatted, and so it's like okay, you're not gonna take that off road. No, no, that's an interesting look, the Carolina squat. Oh yeah, I, I mean I try I try not to hate on what other people like when it comes to stuff like that. Because again, back in my day, I had a little mini truck slammed to the ground, couldn't go over a pot, uh, couldn't go over a speed bump. I did ridiculous stuff too, but at least in my mind, it still looked good. But, yep. Yeah. Neither here nor there. To each their own. That's it, right. It ain't my vehicle. If you want your headlights uh, pointing up like you're hunting raccoons or something, you open the trees. You, yeah, that's what the Carolina squatters. It, it does. It does seem like there's a safety issue there. If nothing else, you'd think so. You know, if nothing else, it feels like a safety issue. But again, um, it's in a free market. They can do whatever they want to. Well, hey, they're they're outlawing in a lot of states now. So there you go, daddy government for you. Yeah, of course. I, actually, I think it started in Carolina with yeah. the outlawing them. Yeah. So let's see here, man. Uh, let's talk a little bit about we were saying during the break about ten ninety nine employees and stuff like that paying in on Social Security and yeah. and whatnot. And you was like, if you're a ten ninety nine employee, you actually have to pay the business owner side of things yeah the employer side because yeah, you yeah. are self-employed so you pay double you know the the employee and employer side so 1099 contractors you, know, you and i both do 1099 contracting work man it gets you yeah. it hits you hard you go to you do your quarterly payments on 1099 you're supposed to at least 
you know, that, I mean, it comes out to being, you know, by the time you pay your, your federal taxes, state taxes, and medi- your your Social Security and Medicare, both parts, both yours and the employer's parts, it's over 40%. 40 42.7%, I think, is what it comes out to. If you're in that tax, depending on what tax bracket you're in for your employment, you know, if you're in the, you know, if you're on the lower end, you'll, you know, pay less federal taxes. But, you know, basically for a middle class person, you know, you're paying 42.7% is what it comes out to. I mean, you do get to write some things off, but. Oh, yeah, you, you do. But still. Man, do you, write, you do, 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 do you get it offset? No. Does it offset that difference? No, not at all. They yeah. just, they just hammer you. That is that is strong as death. So man. and then when you and then you know that's just on your income. That's just income tax. And you then you look at you know you're paying sales tax, property tax, school tax, you know tax on your tax, tax on your uh, uh, gas when you buy it. Everything else is taxed too. So we're we're well over. I don't care what anybody says. We are well over fifty percent marginal tax rate. Fifty yeah. percent of what you and look they had a they had a you know they they were. Uh, no wonder they're, no wonder they're so quick to give away our $45 million to small business protection agencies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it, you know, look, there are, our, our founding fathers were throwing, you know, uh, loads of tea into the Boston Harbor over a 3% tea tax, and here we are over 50% marginal tax rate. And, you know, you ask some people, especially the Democrats, they'll say we're not taxed enough. You know, that's why I've kind of set back, and just to be honest here, I, I, I've kind of been silently rooting for just a complete collapse of all of it. And to see how it comes back, do we do we allow it to come back in the same tax nonsense that it is now, where they're basically getting fifty percent of our income, or or do, or do the new founding fathers change things, or is it worse? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I, think I don't think freedom and liberty is going to be the first thing that comes to mind if it all collapses. It's going to be let's get totally socialist. Let's take everything. Uh, yeah, fifteen-minute cities for everybody. Yeah. Well, I think you'd be surprised because they got to have money to fund those fifteen-minute cities. And if there's a collapse, then there's no IRS agents come. There's not the eighty-seven thousand uh, new IRS agents to come take all your money. So it'd be interesting to see. I think in a collapse, you'll see uh, if there is a true economic collapse. If the banks all collapse, if you know, I mean, if the banks collapse, if the you know the Fed. The Federal Reserve, if it if it collapses because all the banks are collapsing, if we all do, you know, if everything crushes and falls apart, the government can't fund itself. Yeah, you we know, so a, we got a good text on the guns of your text line. It said y'all are missing the compound cost of property, employment, uh, et cetera, taxes through the supply chain. Oh yeah, well that's so. In in some countries, they have what's called a value added tax. We don't we don't you know, by definition, have a value-added tax, a VAT is what's called, V-A-T, value-added tax. We don't really have it, but we but we do, essentially, because, like like Texture said, I mean, as businesses gets ta- gets taxed more, they're going to, you know, pass that tax, or that, you know, that cost to do business, they're going to pass it on to the consumer. Well, it's a lot like, um, uh, what about interest and penalties for people who are maybe get behind on their taxes? Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, it... It it's, it's comes from all. Well, then, I mean, the IRS. That, is, that, that, then it turns into being like a free range prisoner. Yeah, the the whole IRS system, the whole tax code system in the U.S. is so corrupt to begin with. But they know how much you're supposed to pay because if you don't pay that amount, they're going to come after you. But they're not going to tell you how much you owe. You got to figure that out on your own. And then if you figure it out wrong, they're going to come after you. And if you pay too much in, then they'll give you that money back. But no interest. Mm-hmm. But if you don't pay in enough, then they'll come back after you and say you owe them interest on that money. 
what's the well, other than just a complete abolishment? I mean, that it's just not likely. Is a flat tax the way to go with this? Well, I think a flat tax is is better. I think a consumption tax is better than anything. I don't think there should be any tax on employment at all on your labor. I think that's property tax and tax on labor, income tax are the two worst types of taxes. Consumption tax is better. So like we have gas tax in Mississippi and I actually don't have that big of a problem with a gas tax because you're paying for something that you're, you know, you're directly consuming the roads. You mm-hmm. pay gas tax, you use the roads, and we have you know off-road gas and off-road diesel that doesn't have that tax on it. If you want to go buy it, if you're not using it on the roads, you go buy you know off-road gas or off-road diesel. Uh, I know they have at least off-road diesel. I don't know about off-road gas, but either way, that's a consumption tax. We're using it to fund the exact things that we're using, a use tax. I'm okay with those. Those are less burdening than other things, but a you know, a tax on your labor, on production, a tax on your property, those are all, you know, very much, you know, I, I don't know how to say them. They're just, I mean, really bad taxes. And uh, so I think that they should go to a consumption tax more than a tax on labor. But if if they can't do that, a flat tax would be better than anything. There's no such thing as a fair tax. So, you know, they talk about this fair tax. There's a lot of conservatives that are talking about, let's do this fair tax. Uh-uh. The flat tax. I think a flat tax would be better. The, but the then fair it would tax out. sounds like what they tried to do in Jackson with the water bill. The bigger your house, the more you pay. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, so no, no. I think I think a flat tax is better than anything because then you could significantly reduce the amount of IRS agents you have because nobody's trying to figure out exactly what your tax. You know how how many write offs do you have? How many do you don't? Whatever. You know, and then you know flat tax. Everybody pays the same, no matter what. I like it. Well, as much as I can like being robbed by the government. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Stevie Detroska. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. To the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Sorry, I sent a little text message Stimulating there. talk. Stimulating talk, WYAB. Stephen, uh, we had a good talk this morning, man. Yep. It's always fun to come over an extra hour on the Clay Edwards Show. You know, uh, we did have some calls during the break, guys. I just uh, did, wasn't able to get to them. We were in the middle of talking about something, but I do appreciate y'all calling in. You know, I always try to keep it on air just because uh, I like good conversation, stimulating conversation. That's right. So we'll be continuing this, and Stephen will be tracking what's going on down at the Capitol. I got a whole other two hours to go this morning, but you can listen to Stephen every morning, 6 a to 7, well, every Monday through Friday, 6 a to 7 a. He's in here keeping our legislators in check. Liberty uh, Wake Up Call. Yeah, well, podcast will be available. Yep, you know. podcast is up now for today's show. You can go back and listen to it on libertystephen.com or all major podcast providers by searching for Liberty Wake Up Call. That's it, man. I, you know, of course, mine will be the same thing at just clayedwardshow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, look, in closing, hey, did that Tesla bill get signed? It was signed into law, so no Teslas for you. Other than the one that's here. Yeah, the one that's already here. But no Rivians, no Lucids, none of those. They won't be here. But in the legislature still in session, that law was already passed and signed into law, so it would go into effect July 1st. Uh, but it doesn't really matter that they'll ban anybody, you know, even if you tried to come in before that. But, you know, they're all banned. Uh, that law's already been completely signed into law. But they got a week left. I think we'll see when we go in today. We'll find out probably more. But I think legislature win this week. But if not this week, definitely next week. All right, well, we'll be staying tuned to what liberties and freedoms they strip from us there with the acceptable forms of tyranny. Yeah. All right, I got a whole other hour to go. Allison, I know you'll be joining me at some point, but I'm going to dive into this Black Family Wellness Expo coming up next.